You're welcome to Faith to Faith Broadcast. Enjoy the dynamic teaching ministry of Pastor Tibby Peters, the President of Renaissance Assembly Incorporated. This message will take you from where you are to where you ought to be. Taking the message of faith around the world by the power of the Holy Spirit. Today is a special day. There are days and moments in the life of an individual that mark the destiny of the individual that define the cause of their lives forever from that point and i believe that today is one of those days when we talk about defining moments we are talking about where god meets a man and because of that meeting he used to be known as abram and he becomes abraham he becomes so much Abraham that nobody remi- remembers him as what? Abraham. It's that kind of defining moment that God meets a man and then changes his name from Jacob to Israel. And then from that point, the story of his life is different. There will be a change of name today. It means that the identity you carry and the identity you express will be different be different you know god can so transform your life that people will not remember where you're coming from so i expect something like that today let me say it again i said god can so transform impact your life that people will not remember where you're coming from you will not look like where you are coming from some of you in the coming weeks and as we enter the last month of the year, it won't look like you were in the same year that Corona happened. It won't look that way. Praise the Lord. Today receive me as God's servant. Amen. It matters how you receive a ministry. It matters a lot. In Second Chronicles 2020, popular verse of scripture, it said, believe in the Lord your God and you shall... Be established. Then he said, believe in his prophets, so shall you prosper. I like emphasizing that because what the scripture meant there is not how some people interpret it. The belief is the same. Whether it's in the Lord or in the prophets, the same Hebrew word was used. That means the same way you believe the Lord, believe his prophets that way. But when he now got to the effects of the believing, he said, you'll be established then he said, you will prosper. The prosper talked about there is not prosper as in shalom. That maybe you will have money. Or you will, you know, no, no, that's not what I was talking about. That's just a narrow part of it. The Hebrew word used there is shalak. He's saying that you will advance forcefully. Amen. You'll be pushed forward. Is someone ready to be pushed forward today? I have come today to push you forward. When we are done, there will be accelerations in your life. It means that the pace at which you are moving, you will discover that things are happening faster. And things are happening better. 
All the families that came in here expecting an encounter, you will leave here with your hand, your heart, your mouth full. Your hand, your heart, your mouth full. Your hand, your heart, your mouth full. In the name of Jesus. Victory belongs to us. Are you listening to me? Victory is not a tip from God. Yesterday I went somewhere and I had to pay money. You know, uh, they said the bill was 2000 for something they did for me. So I brought out two notes, one 1000 and gave the fellow. So he was just to help me give to the person I'm paying to. They gave. But he was not willing to release the change. And the change is 500 naira for nothing done. So I stood and he stood. And I kept standing. Give me my change. It is his right to collect the 1,005. But it's my prerogative to give him the 500. That's a tip. Victory is not a tip from God. Victory is your right signed by blood. Are you listening to me? So stop functioning like victory. God is tipping you with victory. It's your right. It's your right. Say it's my right. It's not a tip. It is that kind of thinking that has kept believers behind. They act like God is tipping them when they have victory. No. Let the new norm, the new normal in your life be victory. Some people are so used to defeat and failure. That is the norm. Today there will be a reversal of rules. There will be a turning around of experiences. By the power of the Holy Ghost. Jesus said the words I speak unto you. They are spirit and life. And today I communicate spirit to you. Life to you. Things that were not working will work. Things that were dumb will speak. Things that were crippled will walk. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. You are under the atmosphere of strong words. Life changing words. As we are talking things are shaking in your life. Glory to God. When Ezekiel prophesied. It was dry bones. But while he was speaking, the Bible said there was a shaking and there was noise. Listen to me, it might be in the village, there will be a shaking. It might be in your office at the headquarters, there will be a shaking. As we are speaking, there will be a shaking and a noise. In the name of Jesus Christ. You've not heard from them for a long time, you will hear from them soon. You didn't gather here for nothing. You gathered here. Listen, the course of the next month will be defined here today. <laughs> In December, you'll be riding on the wings of these prophetic words. You will soar in the name of Jesus. Listen to me. There are some of you that have suffered losses. In December, you will catch up and exceed it. I push you forward in the name of Jesus. Some of you have been in business. Now, break even, break even, break even, break even in the name of Jesus. Amen. 
There are some thoughts I want to share with you. And then we'll allow the Holy Ghost to do what he wants to do. But as I'm talking, something will jump upon you. Something will jump upon your circumstance. Everything that represents you, wherever it is, by the power of the Holy Ghost, the power of God will come upon it. And you will say, this one has turned around. Even this one too. And that one too. Listen to me. It's not only calamity that can come upon you on every side. Are you understanding me? The favor of God also can break upon you on every side. As it was for Job. You know what was happening? One person will run and come and tell him. Look at what's happening. This one's happening. While the other, that one is telling him the problem, another one is coming. One upon the heel of the other. That's, that can make a man not just have stroke. He will just die. They came to tell you, oh, have you not heard that um, 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 that's your house? It fell down. Then someone has said, oh, your so-so died. Oh, in one day. But I'm announcing to you, by reason of what is coming upon you today, your own will be testimony upon testimony. While they are sharing one with you, some of you, today it will start. Some of you will come to you to bring good news. While that news is being told, another one will come. While you are reading the text, another text will enter. Ye brada katalaba sataye zoprata katuba. That's what we're talking about. In Job 14 verse 1, it says, man that is born of woman is of few days and full of many troubles. But tango, we're not born of woman alone. We are born of God. Hey, paragadiata. akata. So it means that man that is born of God is of many days and full of victories and miracles and testimonies. Say, I receive. Listen to me. This is a turnaround morning for you. It's your Sunday turnaround. It doesn't matter how far you've gone on that direction of failure and doom. I stand as God's servant. I say, stop. Turn around and move this other way. In the name of Jesus Christ. Say, I receive. Sit down if you can. Listen, 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 listen. As I'm talking, something is coming upon you. From the crown of your head to the sole of your feet. You will enter your house with a new environment. Are you listening to me? With a new environment. <laughs> I went for a meeting one time. They said, sorry, sorry, sorry. The, um, the musician is not... Uh, the, uh, music, uh, I think a keyboard or something had a problem. You know? So we, 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 we just give us some time so that we set the atmosphere. I said, I am the atmosphere. They were surprised. I said, I'm the atmosphere. He didn't understand. I said, let me go on stage. You know that I'm the atmosphere. I don't need no atmosphere. Amen. Are you listening to me? And today, you have been praying. I am the answer to that prayer. God put it in my mouth. So come on. As you were praying, oh Lord, 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 Lord. Then I said, go and tell them. It is done. It is done. It is done. You know what a prophetic meeting is? Prophecy is where amen meets your desire. You didn't hear me well. See, there has been a desire. Amen has to meet the desire. Amen means so be it. Amen means it's sanctioned. Amen means it's now allowed to happen. It's prophecy that causes that measure between your desire and amen. 
And today, <laughs> amen, has met your desire. <laughs> you know, I, I, I have been troubled in my heart about the needs of men. Some years ago, I was to preach. It was a midweek service. And so, um, I was just back at home preparing for the service. And then as I started praying, I think I was about wrapping up the prayer. It was like something opened in the heavens. And words, like a wind, blew into my spirit. Zoop! I said, what's that? He said, they are the words for the people. Glory to God. Hallelujah. As the words were coming in, I was also seeing visions at the same time. And I saw the clock. It was, I can't remember whether it was 8 o'clock or 7 o'clock. It was, I saw the clock. And then in the clock, at the same time I was seeing the clock, not the clock in my, I mean the vision. I saw the clock while we are in the, in the meeting. And then I saw a guy lying on stage at that time. And then I started speaking words to him. It was death being broken in his life and in his family. We came for the meeting. I wasn't thinking of that. But as we were preaching and getting to the point, and I called people to come forward or something like that. And then the brother came forward. As he lay down there, it was the time. <laughs> Glory to God. Are you getting me? And so I just spoke what I had seen in the vision. Today, I will speak as I am commanded. Your face begins to shine. Your face shining, your countenance shining means that someone sees you and wants to help you. It means that someone sees you and likes and is interested in being part of what you are doing. My face shines. Now, when I came up first, I just mentioned, believe in the Lord your God, so shall he be established. Believe in his prophet, so shall he prosper. I want to talk a little along those lines. Because I discovered that if there's something to teach believers, when it comes to receiving the supernatural, is believing. Everybody say believing. Say again, believing. So I just want to use a few minutes and talk about scriptural believing. Amen. Are we together? Scriptural believing. A lot of times, Christians... Even if we call ourselves believers, the area we flock the most is in believing. Because we assume we know what believing is. The dictionary definition of believing is not the scriptural definition of believing. You didn't hear me well. I said the dictionary meaning of believing is not the scriptural meaning of believing. Am I communicating? In the dictionary, believing can mean accepting something as true. The believing in scripture is more than that. Believing in the dictionary can mean that um, 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 you, you, you trust that God can do it. Believing in scripture is more than that. One of the scriptures that really made me to ask questions about believing was Mark 9.23. Amen. In Mark 9, you have the story of the man with an epileptic child. Remember that? That came to the disciples of Jesus and wanted them to cast out the devil. And they could not. And then, um, finally Jesus came and then had to help to cast out the devil from the boy. And the boy was delivered. 
Now when the disciples asked Jesus, why could we not cast him out? He gave an answer. Amen. Now, I want to start from 23. Read with me. One to go. Jesus said unto him, If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. Now, why wouldn't I want... Listen, if there is a way for me to have all things possible in my life, why wouldn't I want to know it? Amen. That means it is possible for December to be the greatest month of your life. Irrespective of what they have announced about the economy of Nigeria. But you know the condition he gave? If you can believe. This is Jesus speaking. On one occasion when I was talking along these lines, I explained something. I said when someone is speaking, you want to know the authority with which he is speaking. As a pastor, I've met people walk up to me and say, Pastor, Pastor, I've tried everything. It's not working. And I, I know you're lying because you don't even know everything. Amen. You can say, I've tried everything I know. But when you say you have tried everything, it's not working. You are not truthful. Because you don't know everything. Amen. Am I communicating? But now, Jesus is saying something. Because you use the word, all. Put up my scripture. All. If thou canst believe, how many things? All things. A few things. things. Some things. Many things. No, no, no. Let's start. See. Few things. Some things. Many things. My brother, what does all mean? That means that any time I have a limitation and it's looking like it's not possible, believing is the problem. You didn't hear me well. I don't know what has been happening with you. It means the area is believing. Now, I know that there's an argument rising up in your mind, just like the man that Jesus said, if you can believe. You know why? Because in the, my mind, naturally, do you know the man seemed to have come from another city, another town, to come and look for Jesus? That he was coming to look for Jesus. Is he not believer already? I, I, will, I will assume that it means that he believes. Amen. For him to come and look for Jesus. Now, there are two people there. Uh, two sets of people. One, the man and his son that came. The second are the disciples that attempted to pray. Jesus was saying, all of them, the reason why they didn't have results was unbelief. So now, for the man that traveled, just like you now, you came for this meeting. To you, it means that you believe. I believe now, that's why I'm here. I believe that my, my life will be changed in moments of prophecy. That's how the man came. But Jesus still said, because of your unbelief. What about the disciples that said, um, when Jesus wants to do, he used to do like this, he used to do like that, he used to do like this. So they did exactly what Jesus used to do. And the guy was still possessed. You know, if Jesus didn't come, they would say, that case cannot be solved. But Jesus came. And while he was speaking, while Jesus was speaking, the boy fell and said it for me. Listen to me. In the presence of Jesus, you can have a problem. I, I don't hear me well. You know. He fell right in front of Jesus and was foaming in the mouth. Jesus didn't look disturbed. He didn't put his hand on his head. He kept having a conversation with the Father. For how long has this thing been? Amen. Because he knew he was going to solve it. When you live here today, <laughs> the audacity you will carry, you know, you, you, will, is, you, you know you will solve it. And then when it was done, 
he commanded the dumb spirit to leave him. And the boy was made whole. Amen. Then he said, if you can believe, all things are possible to him that believes. So I had to ask myself, what does Jesus mean by believe? Because obviously what he's talking about is not what we think. Amen. Glory to God. Now there are several definitions, and I would rather take definitions from the Bible, and when Jesus used the word believe, to explain what believing means, amen, than assume I already know. Are you ready? Should we just look at it? Scriptural believing, amen. Alright, let's start with Mark 5.36. In Mark 5, Jesus was speaking to a man called Jairus, and his daughter had passed on. Um, she, was, she was critically ill, rather, and then he went to look for Jesus. By the time he finally met Jesus, news came that don't bother, the girl is already dead. There are some of you that the situation went from bad to worse. Amen. Worse, worse doesn't change the situation with God. It doesn't limit God in any way. Are you listening to me? It's, we are the ones that think of it that way. So the matter went from bad to worse. She's dead. Don't trouble the master anymore. She's already dead. When Jesus heard them tell the man that, Jesus responded. Look at it. Let's read together. I want to go. As soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, he said unto the ruler of the synagogue, what? Be not afraid. Only believe. Oh. Oh. So what does he mean here? Hallelujah. Be not afraid. Only believe. Meaning that Jesus is saying that if you believe, that you cannot believe and be afraid at the same time. You didn't hear me well now. He's saying that you cannot believe and be afraid at the same time. If you're afraid, you don't believe. If you believe, you you are not afraid. In essence, believing is taking a position against fear. Praise the Lord. Are you with me? Believing is your heart being in a no fear state. Are you understanding me? So he said, be not afraid, only believe. That's Jesus' definition of belief. That means that if somebody is still afraid, he doesn't believe yet. Did you get that one? Let's get the second definition. Mark eleven twenty-three. I'm just using the, the scriptures that Jesus quoted. Hallelujah. Alright? Let's go there. Glory to God. In Mark 11, 23, it says there, For verily I say unto you, Whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Now, I'm quoting all that Jesus said about believing, so follow me. Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he said shall come to pass. What will happen? He will have, he shall have whatsoever he said. Did you get that? In this scripture, Jesus is saying that believing 
is taking a position against doubt. He didn't hear me well. He said, and shall not doubt in his heart, but believe. That means that the doubt and belief cannot be together. It's either you are believing or you are doubting. Amen. So, belief in this scripture is zero doubt in your heart. The first definition is that belief is what? Zero fear. This one is what? Belief is what? Zero doubt. Glory to God. Hmm. Let's look at two more definitions. John 3, 11 and 12. Amen. John 3, 11 and 12. After that, I'll read John 6, 28 and 29. In John 3, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, We speak that we do know, and testify that we have seen. And testify that we have seen. And ye receive not our witness. Verse 12. If I had told you earthly things and ye believe not, how shall you believe if I tell you of heavenly things? Now understand the comment Jesus is making. He's saying that we've told you what we know. We've told you what we've seen. And you still don't, you do not receive our witness. In the next verse, instead of saying you didn't receive our witness, he now says you didn't believe. That means believing is receiving the witness of Christ. Are you listening to me? Not accepting it as true. I will come to what that receiving means. Receiving the witness of Christ. If he said you are healed, you receive it. You know, what I'm teaching you is something really, really deep for me. I've shared this story several times. How I was in university and I, I was not feeling well. And I had exams that period. And one of those days, I'd come back to the room. I was really down. My roommate was troubled. And he said, let me go across and look for our medical members of fellowship that are medical students. Let them prescribe something <laughs> for you to take. In my weakness, I said, go. So he left me. Now, before then, I had, in one way or the other, learned how to exercise my faith to live in divine health and to stay healed. So as I was lying down there, I wasn't praying. But it came from my heart. I was talking to myself. I said, Lord, I was alone. Lord, won't you heal me? I just, you know how somebody just talk to yourself, you know? Lord, won't you heal me? The moment I said it, Jesus stepped into my room and he said to me, no, I will not heal you. I, was, I didn't think I was talking to him. It was, I don't know how to explain it. Then he said, because I healed you 2,000 years ago. Then he said, believe my reports. And my arm will be revealed to you in healing. 
just said, Lord, I believe. I said it once. From the crown of my head to the sole of my feet, I broke out in a sweat. I was healed instantly. I jumped up. Now, everything was normal. I jumped up. Hey, Jesus, you came here. (laughs) You know, oh, oh, oh. I suddenly was hungry. All the banana and all those things they kept there that was nauseating to me before. I grabbed them. I started eating them. When my roommate came back, he said, what happened? I said, Jesus came here. Amen. (laughs) He healed me. Glory to God. He healed me. Now, but what was remarkable for me, I never knew that scripture in that way. Isaiah 53, 1. He said, believe my reports and my arm will be revealed to you in healing. Meaning that the reason why I was lying down there was because I had not received the witness of Jesus. Today I pray you receive the witness of Christ. Amen. Did you get that? I've given you three definitions from scripture, right? Let's look at the fourth one. John 6. I said, yes, 28 and 29. Look at this now. Now, Hmm. Do you have New Century Version? If you have it, just signal me. I'll tell you when. NCV. But let me read 28 and 29 of KJV. Then said they unto him, What shall we do? Believers ask that question until date. What shall we do that we might walk the works of God? We want to, walk, we want to do the work of God. Look at what Jesus answered. Verse 29. Let's read together. I want to go. Jesus answered and said unto them, This is the work of God, that you believe on him whom he had sent. <laughs> if you have this this in NCV, 29 in NCV, if not, I'll read it from my New Century Version, verse 29. It says, The work of the work God wants you to do is this. Believe the one he sends. Amen. That's the work God wants you to do. So believing is the work God wants you to do. Tap your neighbor and say, believing is the work God wants me to do. Glory to God. In the New Testament, oh, <laughs> amen. Believing is the work that God wants you to do. Glory to God. Now, just to help a Bible scholar, if you're a Bible scholar here, let's just go a step further. I would have stopped here. You know, I've tried to define to you believing based on what Jesus said and what he meant when he talked about believing. That means when you're believing, there's zero fear. When you're believing, there's zero doubt. When you're believing, you have received the witness of Christ and nothing else matters to you. And when you are believing, you are doing what God wants you to do. Amen. But maybe we should study the first time the word believe was ever used in scripture. Hallelujah. And that would be in the Old Testament. And based on the law of first mention, we'll be able to draw out what it meant at that time. And what it will mean for all time. And it had to do with Abraham. Genesis 15 verse 6. In Genesis 15 verse 6, the strange thing is the word, the Hebrew word that was used there to explain, to, as that was translated as believe. Now, read with me, want to go. And he believed in the Lord and he counted it to him for righteousness. Amen. 
Who counted it? The Lord counted it for righteousness. Alright? He believed in the Lord and he counted it to him for righteousness. The word used as believe there is aman. Aman. Some people believe that is the root word of amen. Hallelujah. But we won't go there today. Aman. Aman in the Hebrew. So, you know, when translations go from generation to generation, from one language to the other, you actually lose the meaning sometimes of what was said. You know, some of you here that sing maybe in your dialect, like an Igbo song. You know, there's a way they will sing the Igbo song in Igbo language, and they will say something about God. Then they say, what? Someone, you'll be excited, you'll shout, hey! Then you say, what did they say? You say, God is grace. Is that why you're shouting? You say, no, it's not, gra- it's not grace. No, it's grace, grace is nothing. God is... <laughs> Are you understanding me? Uh, you know, the, the English word that literally translates that thing in the Igbo language, you know, is different. Are you understanding me? You get what I'm saying? Aha. Uh-huh. So, from Hebrew sometimes, down to English, that meaning is lost sometimes. Amen. And I believe here is one of those cases. Here, a man is not accepting something. That's not what a man is. Praise the Lord. Well, I'm going to show you another portion where a man was used and show you the word it translated. Let's look at Isaiah 22, verse 23. In Isaiah 22, 23, now, listen to me, listen to me. I know some of you how you think. I was in a pastor's church. I was to minister. And while I was preaching, they brought in a guy that was afflicted. He had sores all over his body. He looked like someone that was about to die. I heard they saw him naked. And they just took something and covered him. And said, there's a man of God in that place. They pushed him in. Let him pray for you. You'll be well. Because they were bringing him in. And then kept him somewhere close. As I was talking, he interrupted the service. Man of God, pray for me. The first time, I didn't respond. Pastor, pray for me. (laughs) So, I said, what I am saying is how I am helping you. Some of you are waiting for the prayer time. No. Receiving time started when I came up here too. Amen. I said, as I'm talking, I am helping you. Sometimes when I finish talking, even before the prayer, you'll be well. Amen. I'm answering someone's thoughts. That's why I told that story. Well, finally, I went to the guy. He had sores all over his body. I looked on his forehead. I just saw a spot where there was no sore. I put my finger there. And I said... The word that came from my spirit was, your sins are forgiven. The power of God came upon him. Amen. Glory to God. But you see, I'm talking to you. I'm helping you. Say, I'm receiving help. Say, I'm receiving help. All right. So, uh, uh, let let him pray for us. (laughs) We were in church several years ago in our former venue. And we were doing something on stage. So, a brother... I told a lady that had many problems that his pastor would be able to help her. So he brought her. Not on a service day. There was no service. We were just walking. I was casually dressed. And they walked and came into the hall. And so they met me there. So first of all, I could see how when she looked at me. Now the man of God be this. I did not look like what she thought. Amen. So, I saw that in her. So I said, what's the problem? She thought we were going to sit down. But merely she showed up. The Lord had told me what to say to her. 
But out of courtesy, I wanted to hear her out. So I said, go ahead. I was standing. And she started the story. You know those kind of stories that start with, my grandmother had two children. You know that <laughs> one, it is like this. One is an Israelite, one is an Ishmaelite. <laughs> she started the story and went to the point and said, da, 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 got to the point. When she finished, I said, go home. The answer is waiting for you. She turned to the guy that came with her in evil language and said, is he joking? So she said, won't you pray? And I asked her, is it prayer you want or a miracle? Have you not been praying? She said, I'm praying. I said, go. She asked the other guy, the guy that came with her, how much? Does, is she supposed to pay money? <laughs> I said, go. This is how she was going. I should go. <laughs> I said, go. And she went home and the miracle was waiting for her. So listen, as I'm talking... As I'm talking, your business is in front of me. As I'm talking, your child is in front of me. As I'm talking, your matter, I'm addressing it right now. Isaiah 22, 23. So we're looking for the word aman, right? In the Hebrew. Aman, which is believe. Aman. In Isaiah 22, 23, it said, And I'll fasten him as a nail in a aman place. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And he shall be for a glorious throne to his father's house. So the word was translated sure. So Abraham was sure. Amen. You don't say Abraham believed God. No, Abraham was sure. A man is used also when a nail is hit into the ground and is secure. Nothing can move it. So a man means to be unmovable in that idea. To be established in that thoughts that nothing can shake you. Are you seeing what believing is? Glory to God. That's just to help the one that wants to look at it from the Hebrew text. Glory to God. Are we together? So write this down. Believing is being fixed, rooted, firm, or sure of what you have heard. I'll take it again. Believing is being fixed, rooted, Firm or sure of what you have heard. Glory to God. Are we together? That's what believing is. I'll take it for the last time. Believing is being fixed. Rooted, firm, or sure of what you have heard. Hallelujah. You got that? Now, have you ever thought of the fact that even the gospel in Isaiah 53 1, it said, Who had believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? Praise the Lord. There are questions. In essence, it's implying that if you believe the report, the arm of the Lord will be revealed to you. 
That any time the arm of the Lord has not been revealed, it means that the report has not been believed. Amen. What is the report? The report is the gospel. Hallelujah. It's the message of what Christ had done for you. Amen. Concerning that situation, that's a report. If you want scriptural references, you could look at Romans 10, 16, and 17. Just write it down. You know, that's the report. But you know, when we talk about the arm of the Lord, some people don't understand the arm of the Lord. It's the power of God. Amen. It's the salvation of God. Hallelujah. If you read verse 12 of Isaiah 52, it said, The Lord had made bare his holy arm in the eyes of all nations. He said, and all nations shall see the salvation of the Lord. Amen. Put it up so we just read it. 2, 10, verse 10. 52, 10. So this is explaining the arm of the Lord. The Lord had made bare his holy, holy arm. Where? In the eyes of all the nations. Then he says, and all the ends of the earth shall what? See the salvation. That means that that holy arm is the salvation of God. Amen. So when you believe the report, you will see the salvation of God. You didn't hear me. I said, when you believe the report, you will see the salvation of God. I'm explaining what the arm of the Lord is. You know, some of us use the language, the expression, but we don't really know what it means. In Isaiah 59, 16, it also says the same thing about describing the arm of the Lord. Amen. Alright? Put up 59, 16. I've just explained that. The arm of the Lord. 59, 16. And he saw that there was no man and wondered that there was no intercessor. Therefore, his arm... His arm brought what? Salvation unto him. So the arm of God is what brings salvation. Amen. Did you get that? Alright, so when we say believe in his reports, then his arm will be revealed. You know, there are times when you're in a situation, hey, God should show up, God should show up. That showing up of God is the arm of God being revealed. And I'm saying that what makes that happen is believing. Now, let me explain something about the process of believing. Let me say the process of believing. Now, when we talk about believing, it is a process. Let's look at Romans 10. I, I'll pick 14, then I'll read 16 and 17. I just, I'm looking for a verse, so just go there. Romans 10, 14, first of all. Alright, maybe I'll just do it 14. Read it with me. Want to go. How then shall they call on him whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? Meaning that you can't believe without hearing. Are you listening to me? You can't believe without hearing. That's why I see some people say, I believe, I believe. Believing is not stubbornness. It's not strong mind. Are you listening to me? I'm using Nigerian terms so we can understand. It's not, it's not a strong mind. That's not what believing is. Believing is... A state of your heart that has to be enabled by the Holy Ghost. Amen. Okay? And he does that by making you hear the word of God or the gospel. Am I communicating? So how can they believe in him of whom they have not heard? So what's the process of believing? There are three major phases in believing. If you get it your Christian experience will always be different. I'm going to use 1 Thessalonians 2.13 to explain it. Amen. Let's go there. 
Glory to God. <laughs> Yesterday I heard frequency and volume. And I said, Lord, what's that? He said, that's how the testimonies will come. He said, they, you are opening up a portal for them to experience frequency of testimonies and volume of testimonies. Lift your hand and say frequency and volume. That means there's an increase. In, you know, listen to when we talk about frequency and volume. We're saying that, you know, sometimes there are some of you that some people, you know, ah, um, uh, between January and November, three people have given you 500,000. Uh, you want to start a business? Okay. That, you know, maybe that's happened three times. Oh, you're someone that, you're a 10,000 man. You're a 10,000 man. Are you understanding me? So, okay, three people have given me 10,000 without me begging. You cannot calculate. It happens once in four months in my life. Frequency. It will start happening every month. Frequency. It starts happening every week. Amen. He said, those stack companies to give me jobs. They give me jobs once in, twice in a year. Frequency. They start giving you the jobs four, five times in a year. Six times in a year. Say, I receive frequency. Increase in the frequency of testimonies in my life. Then now, is that same 10,000 that they were giving you two times a year. Now they're giving you 10,000 six times a year. But volume means that it's no more 10,000. Amen. And we open that to you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Receive increase. Especially in your finances. I speak over you today in the name of Jesus. The frequency in the financial receiving increases in the name of Jesus Christ. The frequency in your financial receiving increases in the name of Jesus Christ. Increase in the volume of your receiving financially. In the name of Jesus. First Thessalonians 2.13 This scripture is long, but I want to bring out something there. For this cause, let's read together, I want to go. For this cause also, thank we God without ceasing. Because when ye received the word of God, which you heard of us, you receive it not as the word of men, but as it is in truth, the word of God, which effectually worketh also in you that believe. Now the cause is that they believed, alright? And it, it worked in them because they believed. But he mentioned the process here. Number one, he said, for this cause also we thank God without ceasing, because when you receive the word of God, which you heard of us, everybody say heard. The first phase of believing is the hearing phase. Amen. To hear. You have to engage. You have to come in contact with the word of God. Amen. You have to come in contact with the word of God. Hearing has to happen. The scripture has said in Romans 10, 17, faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. So you must hear it. The word must be heard. The elements of, see, the substance that makes man believe is contained in the word. Amen. And it comes into you through your hearing. Glory to God. Am I communicating? So, the capacity to believe is imparted to you through the hearing. 
So the process must start by hearing. The second phase, go back to 1 Thessalonians 2. Let me show you something. Because when you receive the word of God, which you heard of us, you received it not as what? The word of men, but as it is in true. That means you agreed with it. Amen. You didn't say, hey, someone that said it. You received it as the word of God. You agreed with it. The second phase is agreement. There was agreement. That's the phase where the logic in your heart will bow to the logic of God. Are you listening to me? See, that is the longest and the most difficult part of believing. That's the part that many Christians don't cross. Now, permit me. Unbelief, there are two roots of unbelief. The first is ignorance. Amen? Ignorance is absence of knowledge or information. That means you don't know. That's why you don't believe. You are ignorant. That's the first root of, of, of unbelief. The second root of unbelief is unpersuadableness. Did you hear me? 80% of believers, that's the area they have a problem. Unpersuadableness is that you have heard the truth, but you've not endorsed it as the governing principle in your life. So you are not persuaded. That's what Paul was dealing with in Hebrews 4. He said, look, look, look. The word of God was preached unto them as well as unto us. But they, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. Alright? So the gospel was unprofitable to them. I'm quoting one, I'm summarizing verse 1 and 2 of Hebrews 4. Unpersuadableness. Now, unpersuadableness is that you have not agreed. Amen. By his stripes I am healed. You've heard it. But you say, I beg, bring the drug, I beg, I know, I know, I know. You have not agreed. Amen. My God shall supply all my needs according to the riches and glory by Christ Jesus. You've heard it. But you have not agreed. Everybody say agreement. Amos said, can two walk together except they agree? Listen, agreeing with God means that you are, that thing he said is the only thing that you are doing. Glory to God. Now that agreement might take a while. When Jesus was telling the people, hey, why could, when they said, why could we not cast out the devil? He said, because of your unbelief. If you read the next verse, he now said, this kind of unbelief goeth not out, but by prayer and fasting. That means that there are times where the reason you need to sit down with the word of God and you are praying because something has to break inside you. Amen. Are you understanding me? You, you, you know, you can go through an experience so much that you, you are no more really, you are, you are used to it now. You are used to it. You are used to it. So when God is telling you, I will move you forward. I will supply all your needs. <laughs> you are smiling. Lord, I know you are good though, but eh, you have not agreed. That's the core part. That's why sometimes some men will sit with God's word for weeks and pray until the heart, the fallow ground is broken up. Are you understanding me? The hardness of Jesus called it a hardness of heart. Amen. Strongholds. Some of you, after this meeting, where are you going to? That's how we know whether you have agreed. Amen. Amen. Are we together? Whether you have agreed. 
You have to agree with the word of God. If God said, I've opened a new door for you, what do you do? You agree. Papa Hagen was on his deathbed, had um, a blood condition, a heart condition. He was given up to die before he was 16. And he was on his deathbed. And then he started quoting scriptures and receiving his healing. And he believed for his healing. I can't remember the time, whether it was 9 a.m. or 10 a.m. The thought that came to him, what do well people do by this time? He said they will come down from their bed. Amen. That's the agreement. Amen. That means he has agreed that he's well. Amen. I want to ask you, have you agreed that you are well? I know, you have to agree. If God said you are well, you have to agree you are well. Now let me explain something to you. This agreement is not shaking of your head. Though. No. You will keep allowing the word bombard your thoughts until until it breaks through. Have you not read scripture said that the entrance of thy word giveth light. You, the word must enter. Hallelujah. When it has entered, you have agreed. When you agree, you will know. That's why we meditate on scripture sometimes. You take some scriptures, you're meditating on them. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. As you say, I shall not want. You will kick the empty pot in your house. You know, the pot is telling you, you are wanting. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. You will still say, no, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. The Lord is my shepherd. He's not going to be presently, right now, he's my shepherd. He will not lead me to hunger. He will, are you understanding me? You are confessing and declaring unto something. Then you agree. When you agree, you'll be surprised at what you will do. You will carry the empty pot, pour water inside, and put it on the gas, and be turning it, waiting. Indomie will come. <laughs> yeah! Plantain will come. Egg will come. Are you understanding me? Because you have agreed. Don't forget this. That agreement place is the core of our believing. Amen. It takes time to agree. Oh. <laughs> it takes time to agree. It depends on where you are coming from. It depends on the experiences you've had. But you see, people that have learned how to agree quickly are the ones that grow quickly. Amen. The third phase in believing still in that scripture, is when you have received the word. For this cause also we thank God with us because when ye, the word there is lambano, you've received, is to appropriate. Amen. After you've agreed, you act. Hallelujah. You act on what you've agreed. Action. Praise the Lord. You act on it. You won't go back and do what you were doing. Um, a man of God called out some people and he wanted to pray for them. So one lady was so sick, she came forward and I said, um, after this, after I pray for you, what are you going to do? She said, I'm going back to my bed. Ah, I'm going back to my bed to lie down so that I will rest. He said, then there's no need praying for you. Since you are going back to your bed, you can as well go back to your bed. She didn't get the point. She said, eh, what, what did she say wrong? He said, you say you are going back to your bed. You didn't say, oh, after this, I'm going to my normal life. Amen. I'm not going back to a bed of sickness. Because you've not agreed. What happened with Eli and Anna, the mother of Samuel? She was there. She had been praying. And she came to the temple that morning. 
When the priest came out and marked her mouth, looked at her, I thought she was drunk. Later I found out she wasn't drunk. He said, the Lord grants you your request. She cleaned her eyes, stopped crying. Are you understand what I'm saying? She acted like it was done. Amen. Am I communicating? Are we together? She acted like it was done. From that day, she started behaving like it was done. You will agree. You will act. You will agree. You will act in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Hmm. Hmm. In Luke 1.45 And blessed is she that believeth. There's a blessing in believing. There shall be a performance of those things that were told her. Read with me. Want to go? And blessed is she that believed. For there shall be a performance of those things which were told her from the Lord. That means believing ignites performance. You want to see performance? Believe. Believe. And I say over you today, blessed is he that believes. Blessed is she that believes. For there shall be a performance of those things we are told you from the Lord. It means the performance is hanging because some of you have not agreed. Ah! Pray in tongues for a moment. Pray in tongues for a moment. Pray in tongues for a moment. Stay it in your heart. Pray in tongues for a moment. There are families here. This service is a reconfiguration of what has been going on in the family. There are some families here today. Represented here. As we are praying in tongues now. <laughs> there is a reconfiguration going on. In your family structure. That will change the testimony and the destiny of that family forever. 
Loprete, Kepredigeze, Barunde, Rendoguba, Ende Eglede, Zubradige, Lopredege Zubre Eklediga Zete, Rabango Predoske Pledieto Sobregadiata, Rabando Bregadiate, Rabanda Labakatia, Barok Bregadia Talagadosco, Radakatia Talagadiata. I feel the wind of the Spirit, Le Plateau, blowing over some specific homes, blowing over some specific families, Le Prengadica Selegadiate, Rabakato Solabom Bregadiata, Le Bando Bregadiada, the family members that are not even here. As I speak, the power of God will locate them where they are. Le Katonga Bradikato Salabakatia is coming upon you, it's coming upon them, it's coming upon you, it's coming upon them. Take in the name of Jesus, take in the name of Jesus. Now, Kopalagadiata, Le Patonga Bredeskadiata, Le Bando Bregadia, that hour has come. Le Gendo Zozo, Regadia Kataya, Le Bando Koso Bredigada, Rapatayada, Le Mende Kretosolobom Bregadia, Ragadegade, Rakomando Subregadiata, Le Mende Klesiketoso, Rato Malagadoske, Mikaya, Le Mando Kopretoso Bregadiate, Zomende Kesi, Zopreti Katoso, Rato Maligabondo Bredeske, Roba Katoso Lobom Bregadiata, La Patonga Bredeske Protoso, Rabando Bredesco Pretoso Lobom Bregadiata, Le Bando Predosca Predicatoso Loboso, La Bando Bredesco Pretoso Bregadiata, Le Bando Copredosca Predicatoso Bregadiate, Landa Cadosque, Rando Copratoso Bregadia, No more darkness over you, No more darkness over you. The son of righteousness has arisen with healing in his wings over you in the name of Jesus Christ. Le bando kosolosko, rendo koprato sobre gadiate, lete selereske, lendo koposo bregadiate, rando koprato soloboso, le brando kopreti katiata. Oh, we give you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise. Thank you, Lord. Healings are taking place. Healings are taking place. Healings are taking place. Healings are taking place. I cost that swelling. I cost that swelling. Dematerialize in the name of Jesus. I command it to pass out of your body in the name of Jesus Christ. Be healed in Jesus' name. There is someone with a growth around your ear. The power of God is upon you. You are being healed as I speak in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you for the healings. Thank you for the healings. Now look at me. I'm not done. This is a setup from heaven. Are we together? To propel you forward. When Jacob was about to pass in the book of Genesis, he gathered all his sons. He said, Let me tell you what will befall you in your future. He began to shape the coming years of their life with words. In this service, we are designing your December. 
we are setting up the next month. You will walk into a house prepared. Are you listening to me? You will walk into a house that has already been prepared. With words. And all things are made ready. The Egyptians you saw, you will see again no more. Luke wrote a book called the book of Luke. He actually wrote two books, one Luke and then the other one Acts. And he was writing to a man called Theophilus. There's something powerful he said. He said, for as much as many have taken in hand to set forth in order, a declaration of those things which are most surely believed among us. Luke 1.1. 1, 1. He said, there are, most sure, there are things that are what? Most surely believed. There has to be things most surely believed. Amen. He said, many have taken in hand to set forth in order. Many people have written but those things are things which are most surely believed among us. Verse 2, he said, Even as they delivered them unto us, who were from the beginning eyewitnesses and ministers of the word. Hallelujah. Verse 4 is where I'm going to. But in verse 3, he said, It seemed good to me. Amen. Having perfect understanding of these things from the beginning. Thank you. Having perfect understanding of all things. To write unto thee in order, most excellent Theophilus. In essence, he was saying that we were eyewitnesses. These things were delivered to us. Verse 1, he had already told us, many have written these things, but now these things were delivered to us. Who were we saw it. Then we also have taken our time to write in order. Verse 1, he talked about order. Verse 3, he talked about order. That means there's one truth has to be laid before the other one. But there are things that are most surely believed among us. Hallelujah. It's verse 4 I want us to read together. Glory to God. <laughs> Why was he writing to Theophilus? What did he want to achieve in his life? Glory to God. What did he want to achieve? Look at it. He said that thou mightest know hey, yeah, 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 yeah. the certainty of these things wherein thou has been instructed. That means he had been instructed, but he, he might not know the certainty of the things. How sure these things are. What's happening to the body of Christ today? That's what's happening. They have been instructed, but they don't know the certainty of those things wherein they've been instructed. Am I communicating? That it works. Amen. This thing that we're sharing with you, it works. It opens doors. It keeps men to live longer on the face of the earth. So he wrote to him that he might know the certainty of those things wherein he had been instructed. Theophilus had been instructed. He referred back to Luke when he started talking in Acts 1. 
He said, the former church is old Theophilus. That I wrote to you. Of what Jesus began both to do and to teach. He was referring to Luke. That means that what I wrote to you before. Amen. Then he continued. <laughs> you must have a certainty of these things. Amen. Paul was so concerned about this certainty. He told the Galatians, the Galatians, he said, Oh foolish Galatians, who had bewitched you that you should not obey the truth before whose eyes Jesus Christ was crucified. Evidently crucified among you. Let's read that. Please give me um, Galatians 3.1 in um, NLT. Let me show you something. NLT, Galatians 3.1. That means you must be sure. Your believing must be solid. Ha, I like this NLT. Read it with me. Want to go? Oh, foolish Galatians, who has cast an evil spell on you? For the meaning of Jesus Christ's death was made as clear to you as you have seen a picture of his death on the cross. Everybody say the certainty of these things. Say again, the certainty of these things. Are we together? That's what makes that you are always sure. It doesn't matter what happened. Oh, you had a dream. You will not be running around the whole city. Say, interpret my dream. Interpret my dream. Interpret my dream. Oh, do you, what was the dream? Ah, my wig. It was talking. <laughs> what is the meaning of my wig talking? Let me tell you something. In the New Testament, you have been given the authority to interpret your dream. You didn't hear me well, oh. Are you listening to me? You will interpret your own dream. You say, ah, in the dream I saw somebody was falling down. You will say, all my challenges are falling down. And that is what it will be. You don't understand that power God gave to Adam. God brought all the animals in front of Adam to name them, to see whatever he will call them, that's what they will be. What will you call that dream? That's what it will be. I don't know the last dream you had. Interpret it, my brother. Interpret it and insist that that's interpretation. Give your dream the title you want. Are you hearing me? The former uh-huh, is a lot of money and intermediate that dream for me. Two weeks after. I'm so sad because I've not found an original. Where are all the original men on God that used to interpret dream? A sister met me one time. She said, Pastor, I had a dream. I said, shoot. She said, I saw myself on this top street. There was no staircase. I said, you're a witch. Because that's what she wants to hear. <laughs> See, I wish. Original one. Say, hey! <laughs> I said, that's what you want to hear now. Because if you keep going around, that's what you will hear. I said, have you not read that Bible says you are seated far above? Far above. It doesn't need, there's no staircase that can reach far above. Say, amen, amen, yes, amen. <laughs> Above principalities and powers. That's interpretation. Help me ask your neighbor, what is your interpretation? 
Amen. Now, do you know you can even interpret your experience in this service? Amen. I said you can interpret your experience in this service. What's the experience you had in this service? You can interpret it. I came in contact with God's word. My life was changed. Amen. Are you seeing that interpretation? That way, I thank God. Oh, the man preached. Only say no touch. Now my belly be pain. Me no touch. No touch my belly. I touch your belly now in the name of Jesus. Receive a touch on your belly. This is how you will laugh and end the year. The way you laughed is how you will be laughing and ending the year. Cobra Handa Gazikleto Shalabaya is how you will laugh and end the year. Circumstances will gang up to make you laugh. Oh, brother, Kayabalagade. Circumstances will call other circumstances and they will gang up to make you laugh. It won't work against you, it is working for you. You heard me. It is working for you. Yes. All the families here that were having a tough, difficult, hard time. You came for this meeting because, look, if God does not intervene now, you don't know what next. I am also here because of you. Are you hearing me? Now, wherever you are in the hall, if you fall into that country, just stand on your feet where you are. I'm not talking about that. Um, we're just having some small, small... No, no. You are in a bad place as a family. If God does not intervene now, you don't know what will happen. Stand. Thank you, Lord. Sing that song for me. Put, play it well. I am serving a living God. His name is Jesus Christ. <laughs> he died and he rose and he gave me victory. I am victory. Sing it with me. I am seven. I am seven. Heaven, a God. His name is Jesus Christ. He died and he rose and he gave me victory. I am the again and again. I am serving the Brados Sarabaya. I am serving His name is Yeah. 
in the Old Testament was opening of wombs. Abimelech and his crew, the Bible said the Lord had fast closed their wombs. And when the prophet prayed for them, they opened. The womb is a doorway From one realm to the other realm. If something comes into the womb and doesn't come out on the other side, it's called either a miscarriage or something in that regard. The reason why it came in was so that it could come out. First of all, over your family, heaven impregnates the womb with his goodness. In this meeting, as I was speaking, things were dropping in your house, but it will come out, it will manifest. I stand as the womb opener. And I unlock this house. And all that had been tied down, I command it to open. Let the overshadowing blessing of God swallow up every other verdict. 
As the serpents of Moses swallowed up the serpents of Pharaoh's magicians, may the power of the Spirit swallow up any other experience this family had had. From here today, we rearrange your destiny. I reverse all negative influences and circumstances over this house. Your way is open. I stand in my office and I open your way. In the name of Jesus. The days of hardship are over. The days of regret are over. I encircle you in favor. Just go back. I encircle you in favor. Everywhere you go from here, this is the new thing they will see. help you are summoned show up and never stop showing up I see hands of men reaching out to you they didn't see you before now they are reaching out the ones you didn't go to beg for help are reaching out to you A new face. A new face. A new face. In the name of Jesus. Do you agree with this report? When you live here, you function like someone that has received a report from heaven. Two brothers, Mama, look at me. Two brothers were sitting down to eat. One is Esau, the other one is Jacob. One say, Send me your birthright. His plate he passed. He ate. Betrite has changed hands. No prayer. Amen. <laughs> Betrite has changed hands. Jacob now had Esau's Betrite. As I'm talking to you, there's a change in destiny. That thing that makes you shine has been granted. It will work for you now. You will not cry again that things are not working for you. I've switched it on. It will work now. Amen. 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 Glory to God.
have switched it on. When you go, you will see that it has switched on. You will know something has changed. And I want to hear your testimony. Celebrate with them. Rejoice with them. Congratulations. Stand up. The rest of you standing, lift your hands. No matter what you're going through, He'll fix it up for you. He knows just what to do. One more time. No matter what you're going through. No, no matter what you're going through. He'll fix it up for you. Every home that has been broken, receive repair. Let the Spirit of God brood over you and fix what was broken. And restore what was lost. I command that hardship to come to an end. And I speak ease over your family. That complication and that confusion. Right now. The Holy Ghost has given interpretation. And answers have come. No more complication. No more confusion. In the name of Jesus. No more complication. No more confusion. In the name of Jesus. Turn around. Say, there's a turn around. Turn around. Say, there's a turn around. There's a turn around. Rejoice in the name of Jesus. Rejoice in the name of Jesus. Rejoice in the name of Jesus. Sit down for a moment. Thank you for listening to this message. If you have been blessed, you can reach us by email on info at faithtofaithonline.org or call us on 234-806-361-3560. You are big, blessed and loaded.